Welcome to the South Coast Christian Podcast. I'm Pastor Tom Westerfield. On behalf of myself and our entire staff, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope this message uplifts and encourages you this week. Good morning, everyone. Well, let's begin with that. That was last week's, uh, we did the uh, Christmas tree lighting at the city of San Juan, and uh, we had a wonderful time, and we wanted to give you a little bit of it, just a little glimpse of our highlight. And once again, uh, thank you for all who served uh, last week. Uh, that was a blessing, and it was a lot of fun. If you haven't served at one, uh, you got to wait till next year. So there you go. But uh, it's, it's a lot of fun, and you'll be a, a part of it, and you're helping kids. And uh, it's tiring, but that's that kind of tiring that when you get done, it feels like you've just done a really, really good thing. And so uh, we encourage you to be a part of that. Um, this Sunday, we're going to do a little, something a little different. So I'm going to ask that the Echo, Echo Jehi stay in the service today. And uh, you're actually going to worship with us and hear God's message from me. I'm actually the opening act today. So just so you know that, uh, there's a, I couldn't go before the finale because the, the group that's coming after me, if I tried to follow them, it would, it would just be over. So I'm the opening act. Uh, but we have, I know we have many guests here today. Uh, for our children's program. I want to say thank you for being here, and we hope that you enjoy the service. I also want to say welcome to our online campus. Uh, thank you so faithfully for watching and being a part. Yeah, give them a round of applause. Come on. We love you, and we appreciate you, and we want you to know that you're a part of this church. And don't ever think that you're not. If you ever need something, man, give us a call at the church or, or connect with us through email. We would love to be able to be a part of your life as well. Uh, today we're entering into our second week of a series called Discover Christmas. And as we begin today, I want to share, you, share with you this thought. The only way to truly discover Christmas is to experience God's message. This is our topic for today. Understanding how God communicates with people, with His people. By experiencing God's message, guess what? We will discover how great God's love is for his creation. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever watched any of the videos. or There's so many new resources now for those who are hearing impaired. And if you've ever watched someone who's doing sign language, it's pretty amazing. I mean, they don't just talk with their hands. They literally talk with their face, facial expressions, they talk with their arms, they're talking with the whole body, and they're communicating together for those who may have a, some, some type of hearing impairedness, that they are making communication together. And I don't know if you've ever seen where uh, some of the uh, ways that uh, people communicate together through, uh, when they all of a sudden, they, for the very first time, they get those, what are they, their implants, they're called the cochlear implants, have you ever seen that? on the video, all of a sudden, for the very first time, they're hearing sound. If you haven't cried for a while, just go and YouTube that, and you'll start to cry when that very first time, where all of a sudden, they're hearing sound. When, when a mom, when a, a little child all of a sudden hears their mommy's voice for the very first time. Um, when the mom recognizes or the dad recognizes the child is hearing their voice for the very first time. It's pretty amazing. In fact, if you watch those videos, a lot of times what happens is that you see when all of a sudden they hear sound. And you all of a sudden, they, they recognize they're hearing sound. And you see that joy and that happiness in them. And then all of a sudden you start seeing tears well up in their eyes. 
And all of a sudden, they start becoming overwhelmed because all of a sudden, there's a new form of communication that's taking place in their life that has, been, that has just not been there for them. It's amazing to watch people communicate together. It's amazing to watch people because, see, one of the things I think that God has given us in our hearts and in our lives, can you imagine going through life without being able to communicate? Without being able to, to communicate to one another? That would be a, that would be a thing that would be so hard because we all desire that. Can you imagine if you had a hearing-impaired child? Tell me, would you not learn how to sign? You would 100% figure it out because you want to be able to communicate to your child, Right? See, it's not just about hearing, it's about communicating. Even technology plays a part. If you're a grandparent here today and you're separated from your grandchildren, if they live in another state, man, years ago when I was growing up as a kid, if I, you know, my mom, my grandma and grandpa would call my mom and dad and we would, I would never get to talk much. See, some of you guys are too young here today, but there was a thing called long distance (laughs) before cell phones. From city to city, you could be in long-distance situation where it costs, you know, 20 cents, 30 cents a minute to talk to somebody. So grandma and grandpa would call, and all of a sudden, you know, you'd have 20, 30 seconds, and, and that was, let me have the phone back. Let me have the phone back. And mom and dad would talk to grandma and grandpa. We didn't really have that open communication. Today, man, we got Zoom. We got FaceTime. We got all these different things. It's brought the world closer together. It's actually given us the ability to communicate at a higher level than we've ever had before. Think about when that person first hears that sound. What it must be like for them to hear the birds chirping if they've never heard that before. The ocean waves crashing on the rocks or the wind blowing through the trees. Think about what must be taking place. It's not just hearing. Life is now communicating to them like never before communication is a gift listen to the following scripture in hebrews chapter one and this is our passage for today our text that we're going to be focusing on so i encourage you to just kind of leave that open if you're if it's on your phone if you have your bibles with you today if you're watching us online just leave it open we're going to read the first three verses it says long ago god spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets And now in these final days, he has spoken to us through his son. God promised everything to the son as an inheritance. And through the son, he created the universe. The son radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. And he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. When he had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. Lord, we thank you for your word today, and I pray that, God, your word will touch our hearts and our lives. For those, Lord God, that are gathered here or watching us online, I pray, God, that we won't just leave the same way as we entered, but, God, that as your word says, that your word will impact our lives. It will be life-changing. It divides. It, it, It comes into our heart, and, Lord God, it brings goodness. And I pray today, Lord God, that your goodness would come into our hearts and our lives. And that we would see you, for some, maybe for the very first time. I ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said? 
The first thought that I want to share with you today is that God communicates in many unique ways. This scripture reminds us that God has been revealing himself to us throughout all of history. God gets this. God's desire is that we know him. God first spoke to man in the Garden of Eden. He carried full conversations with Adam and Eve. I mean, he would walk in the garden. He would talk to them. And it wasn't until Adam and Eve sinned that all of a sudden there was a separation that took place between God and man. Then throughout the Old Testament, God spoke to prophets. He spoke to kings in a variety of ways so that they could speak to his people. God would speak to them. God spoke to Moses through a burning bush. Think what that must be like. All of a sudden, a bush starts on fire and he's, God's speaking to you. God spoke to Elijah in a still small voice. Some of you have experienced that. God spoke to Isaiah through a vision. God spoke to Jeremiah through the potter's clay. God spoke to Joseph through dreams. God has even used angels to speak. He has sent angels to give warnings. He sent angels to give hope to people who were hopeless or who needed, who needed help in the midst of trials. Catch this. One time God even spoke through a donkey. Some of you guys don't know that story. You need to read your Bibles. The Bible's pretty interesting. He spoke to, to a donkey because he needed to get the attention of a wicked prophet named Balaam. God will use a variety of ways to speak to his people. Because God's desire is that we know him. Not only that we know him, God's desire is that we follow him. God even speaks to us through his creation, through the sunrise, through the sunset. God speaks to us. When we look up at the stars, have you guys looked, when all of a sudden it's a little darker night and the moon is just a sliver and you look up and you see different planets and you see different stars and you see the sliver of the moon, it's amazing God is speaking to you. How can we ever think that what we see was caused by some crazy accident? How can we ever think that the oceans the lakes, the rivers, how everything connects together is just by accident. How do we ever think that the animals, the elephant, the giraffes, the dog, the cat, the thousands of animals, the, the, the fish in the sea, how can we ever think that just happened by accident? How can you ever think that you or I are an accident? Life didn't just happen by accident. Life speaks loudly of a creator. To think anything different is denying the obvious that lies right before us. To think that we can look at things and think that this just happened. The Bible says in Psalms 19, it says, The heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. The Apostle Paul writes in Romans chapter 1 verse 20, he says, For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky. All the way back four, five, six thousand years ago, when you look up into the sky, they, when they looked, they were seeing the same thing. They saw it clear because they didn't have all the, the lights of the cities. But we're looking at the same thing. We're seeing God's creation. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God, what a powerful scripture that actually for you and me and for everybody that's ever been born, there is never an excuse to not realize that we have a creator. 
If you look at everything around us, the streams, the fish, everything that's been, God is communicating as loud, as clearly as possible, there is a creator. I am he. But even though God was speaking in a variety of ways, people were still choosing to follow their own ways. People were still lost and absent from the understanding of the truth. They were still far from God. But when the right time came, God sent his son. That was the message from last week. When the right time came, God sent his son. This is probably the most powerful way that God has ever communicated to us. Think about it. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Verse 2 in Hebrews chapter 1, our text says, And God has spoken to us through his Son. God sent his Son to bring a message of hope to each and every one of us. God used extraordinary measures to make himself known to us. Think about that. God is making himself known to you because he loves you. By the way, when God sent his Son, Jesus, it was not just to send Jesus to share the message Jesus is the message. He was actually coming to fulfill God's very plan of salvation. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever, whoever, whoever should believe in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That's the entire message of the gospel in one sentence. It's why God sent his son to fulfill his plan for salvation, to reveal, to reveal his love for his people. Verse 3 of Hebrews chapter 1 says, the sun radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. If you want to know God, catch this thought. Yes, you got to catch this thought. (laughs) Boy, people talking back like that from the, you know, it's just like. I love, it's just perfect timing. It's always that, it's just, it's awesome. If you want to know God, get to know Jesus. If you want to know God, get to know Jesus. We have accounts of Jesus' thoughts and his actions throughout the Gospels. But yet, so many times we don't read them. We have the disciples who wrote many of the books of of the Bible. And they're talking about who? Jesus. And yet so many times we don't read it. But when we start to know Jesus, we really truly start to know God. Jesus states in John 10, 30, I and the Father are one. There is no separation. In fact, if you look back at our text in Hebrews chapter 1, it says in verse 2, it says, God promised everything to the Son as an inheritance. And through the Son, He created the universe. And in verse 3, it states, the Son sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. Jesus has been an intricate part of creation from the very beginning of time. Through the Son, he created. And through the Son, guess what? Creation is sustained by his command. Creation, catch a thought here. Creation is given to Jesus as an inheritance. Now, I want to, I want to, sometimes we hear something, sometimes we read something, and sometimes it doesn't come to life yet. I want to try in my 
the best ability to bring that to life to you. Some of you are parents, and some of you are already planning, not just for retirement, some of you are planning for an inheritance to leave to your children. You're planning that because when you go from this world, you want to leave, you want to, you want to share with them that, man, how much I love you. I'm going to leave you an inheritance. And some of you kids are already looking forward to that. Stop it right now. Don't be looking so forward to an inheritance. But why are you looking forward to an inheritance? Because you know it's good. Right? You know it's good. Creation is given to Jesus as an inheritance. Have you ever thought that you are Jesus' inheritance, that you are his creation, that God is leaving you in his hands, not because you're bad, but because you are precious, because you are good, and he's leaving you as an inheritance. I never want to leave Brett. Brett, I'm not going to leave you all my debt, okay? I'll, I'll declare bankruptcy beforehand, whatever. I, I'm not going to leave you all my debt. That would be cruel. I want to leave blessings. And God the Father is leaving us as a blessing to his son, Jesus. I read a story a while back about a son who helped his father restore an old classic car. The father gave a lot of the directions, but the son did a lot of the work. And on his 16th birthday, the son's 16th birthday, guess what? The dad gave him that classic car that they restored together. You want to talk about an amazing time, how precious that time was, because together, guess what? They restored that classic car. You see, the father from the very beginning always knew it would be given to his son. But it would be something that they could always treasure together. It's the best analogy that I could really bring forth to us today to understand how it is with the Father and the Son and, our, and we as his, their creation. We are like that restored car, brought back from death and given new life. Both the Father and Son receive glory from the work that is completed through Jesus' work in our life. And I want that, to, want that to come to life to you. When all of a sudden that work that Jesus is doing in that, in that time, in our alone time, when all of a sudden he, you know, he speaks to you and says, you need to go ask for forgiveness. That's just a little bit more polish on the car. When all of a sudden, you know what? You need to step out in faith and you need to go help that family. Oh, you know what? Let's put some new, new rims. Let's polish those rims. Let's restore it like original. All of a sudden, Jesus is doing in this work in our lives that's restoring us back to what we were originally created to be. It's an amazing thing, and they receive glory from that. It's a humbling thought to think of the Father and the Son's love for their creation, to think that the creator of all things has a relationship with you and me, to think that we are his inheritance. God the Father communicates his love to us through his son. But God demonstrates his own love for us while in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. One of the thoughts that I had, and I want to bring this to more life to us, because I just think it's the meaning of Christmas, is to understand, just like that old classic car that the father and son restored, when it probably drove into their driveway and they put it into the garage, it was probably something that wasn't looking that great. 
But you know, they both had a vision and they had a love for that classic car, even though it wasn't in the greatest of shape. God has a vision for your life and he has a love for your life. Doesn't matter what shape you are in, he still loves you. It doesn't matter what scenario you're in, he still loves you because he wants to restore you and bring you back to life. The last truth that I want to share with you today is this. God continues to communicate to us through his spirit. We continue to discover God's message through the power of his spirit. When we discover the meaning of Christmas, we discover God's great love for his creation. God's desire is that we continue to be transformed, transformed by the power of his son, Jesus. Just like that classic car that is being restored by the father and the son, the son is actually doing so much of the work. Guess what? Our heavenly father wants us to be completely restored by the work of Jesus Christ. The apostle Paul explains it this way. He says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 17 through 18, he says, For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Say that with me. There is freedom. There is freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. This is an important scripture for us to understand as it gives us greater insight of God's communication to us. The veil, the veil removed, happens when we choose to follow Jesus. It's like the veil in the tabernacle. There was a veil in the tabernacle that, uh, in Jerusalem that was, I think it was 60 feet wide. It was 30 feet high. And it catch this, it was four inches thick. This was, in fact, I, I can't remember, it took 40, 50, 60 priests to be able to, to put this veil up. It was so heavy. They had put all these fabrics together and they made this beautiful veil. And the veil separated the Holy of Holies, where the Ark of the Covenant was, from the rest of the temple, from the rest of the tabernacle. And when Jesus died on that cross, all of a sudden scripture says that the veil was torn not from the bottom to the top, but from the top to the bottom. It was completely opened. And what does that symbolize for you and for me? What it did is when that, when, that, when that was ripped wide open, what took place is that all of a sudden there was no more separation between the Spirit of God from the Holy of Holies to the rest of the temple. All of a sudden the Spirit of God. And what happens in our lives when we choose to follow Jesus, when we choose to make a choice and say, Lord, forgive me my sins, I'm going to choose to follow you. All of a sudden, the veil is lifted from our lives. It's removed. That veil, that thick thing that I call it sin, all of a sudden is removed from our lives. Yeah, not that we don't always, not that we don't sin sometimes. But that the righteousness of Christ, because of our faith in Jesus Christ, that sin is removed and all of a sudden, guess what? God's presence is upon us in a greater way than ever before. Sin no longer separates us from the glory of God. And let's remember this truth. This is something to catch. That veil works both ways. Not only keeping us from seeing the glory of God, 
but it also keeps us from reflecting the glory of God to others. Without the Spirit of God working in our lives, there is no glory in us. Verse 18 of 2 Corinthians chapter 3 states these words. The Lord who is spirit makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. That word change in the Greek really means transformation. In fact, that Greek word is where we get the word metamorphosis. It's a transformation that's taken place. It's the idea of a caterpillar turning into a butterfly. It's complete restoration. That's the work of Christ doing in our lives. Jesus continues to communicate to us through his Holy Spirit so that we can know him and be changed by his goodness. Listen to these words that Jesus says in John chapter 16, verse 15. He says, all that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said, the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. The world in this, in, that, that we live in will communicate a lot of different messages. Today in Kentucky, there's a lot of messages that are being revealed to many people who've lost their homes to disaster. This world communicates a lot of different messages of, you know what, I no longer want to be married to you. You know what, we no, want, no longer want you to be employed here. Uh, it, can, it can be a difficult world at times with the messages that we receive. But today I want to share with you that Jesus has a message to give to you. That he loves you. That he cares for you. That he wants to restore you. That he wants to share his love to you. That, guess what, you are his inheritance. And he desires that for each and every one of us. See, the message of Jesus is one that brings hope that will transform your life. And today, I encourage you to discover the true heart of Christmas. The heart of Christmas is Jesus. Amen? Lord, I thank you for your word today. That your word is powerful. It changes lives. I thank you for what you're doing in and through each and every one of us. And I pray today, God, that the message of the gospel would be heard. That, Lord God, from the very beginning of time, you've been trying to communicate to us. Through your creation, through prophets, through kings, through many different ways, you've been communicating to us. And I pray, God, today, even by your spirit, and I just pray right now that your spirit would be touching hearts of people, that by your spirit, you're communicating to us. With every head bowed, eyes closed for just a moment, if you're watching us online or if you're here in the audience today, I want to share this truth with you because I, I would be amiss if I didn't share this with you today, that you can have a personal relationship with Jesus and that your heavenly father loves you and he desires that you have that relationship. Pastor Tom, I don't know how to do so. Let me just share it this way. It's so simple. And today, I'd like for all of us to say this prayer. And if you'd like to repeat this after me, I would be, I'd just be so appreciative. Everybody. But if you're here for the very first time that you've heard the gospel message, or maybe you need to recommit your life to Christ, maybe you need to choose to follow him, you know you're not following him, I want you to say this message with meaning. I want you to say this message from your heart. And when you say this message, guess what? God's forgiveness, God's love will go before you. And you're choosing to make a choice to follow after Jesus. Will you say this, say this with me today if you so choose? Lord Jesus, 
I choose you today. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your forgiveness. My desire is to follow you. Give me the power of your Holy Spirit. Teach me. Help me to do what is right. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the South Coast Christian Podcast. We appreciate those who give on a regular basis to South Coast because through your giving, we are able to provide these resources. For more information about South Coast, including service times and ways to give, please visit southcoastchristian.com. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again, and may this week be filled with new opportunities where you can receive and share God's love.